it's Colin Dolls with Chainsy Hinchy, and uh, I have a few thoughts about what happened this past weekend, and I feel like you do too. Uh, that was, um, if you had to describe it in one word, what would you describe it as? Jackhammer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's an office reference if you uh, if you didn't pick up on that. I I mean dominating. I mean that's that's I mean how many times have we this season is is so weird. I mean we we've never had this luxury of I mean we've had four games in a row where we haven't had to worry about the outcome after the first quarter. And I can't remember the last time that's been the case, but yeah, I mean with a team that was coming in top 10, you know, number 8, ranked number 8 in the country and was supposed to give us a uh, fight and uh man, they didn't even hit us with a pillow this whole time. Blanked well, them. Well, we I I've I was telling you before, I am terrified how excited I am about how good this team is and really in reference to the the defense obviously, but there was never a chance. There was never a chance the entire game. Yeah. I mean, they they did walk into the most raucous crowd that this team has experienced. It, and, ter- and, and and let's just go ahead and say the most raucous crowd that we've ever had at a noon game, I, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that was one of our top crowds, period. Yeah. Top crowds, period. I mean, we, you and I ended up getting to sit together uh, during this game and, and experience it, and it was, it was wild from the start. It just it, – the crowd showed up. People were pouring into the stadium – Whenever I, I got there, probably about an hour before kickoff, and the people had been pouring in way before I got there. And to start the game with two false starts is for them on all. I mean, that was how they started the game, and, and each one the crowd got louder and louder. It was just fuel to the fire, and our fan base was feeling it, man. And and, and we and this was something that, and I was thinking about it. This was something that a COVID year prevented from happening. I wonder how many games last season would have been impacted with an actual crowd in the stadium and, and what you could have felt because once we got started, man, that it just never quit. It yeah. just simply never stopped. And and th- that's been the whole thing these last few games. Even against SEC opponents, our level of aggression, especially on the defensive side of the ball, it just it it, it is it goes the entire game. It never stops. So just this is just a side thought here. I, I first of all, I, I completely agree. It was it was it was kind of a over before it started kind of situation. Which you know we you and I are never people that say that. Uh, but in this situation, I was looking at the uh, so ESPN has this win probability, which starts out of their FPI index or whatnot. So I mean, we were already at an eighty nine percent chance before kickoff, right? And within about within a quarter, it jumped. No, well, let's say a hundred percent. It was about a ninety-nine percent chance halfway through the second half. Uh, excuse me, second second quarter. Um, yeah, I mean, it's never been this kind of a comfortable ride, especially not against a, an opponent who Arkansas comes in beating Texas Texas A and M, two top fifteen teams. Um, at least playing you know, they great were, football. Yeah, playing great football, and everybody's riding them as a dog, thinking, oh, man, these guys, they got a chance as they go into Sanford. And, boy, did did I not expect it to be – I mean, I thought that maybe the first half would be competitive, 
But when we get through the first quarter and we're up 21 to nothing, and you can just, I mean, everybody's like, well, I guess I can hit the concessions now. You know, I mean, never been, <laughs> never been the case. I, I just, I mean, impressive from top to bottom. That win was incredible. Well, and the the game plan out the gate, offensively and defensively, I just felt so secure the entire time. Mm-hmm. And and I went back and watched game day, and I went back and watched uh, the the broadcast. Uh, and man, they were I mean they were gushing over our defense, which they should be. But somebody that never really voices, and I think I talked about this last week, somebody that really never voices their opinion uh, about Georgia, David Pollock. I'm getting at somebody yeah. that is usually tries to be. He usually tries to be very. He tries really hard to to not be a homer, and I and I get it. But at the same time, like he, he's yeah, I agree. I think he's starting to let up a little bit. Well, I think he just realizes that we're so good that it's just <laughs> when he has to talk about us. I think he, you can tell how honest he's being. He's yeah. like, the dogs are real, and uh, and it's just been it's been so fun to fun to watch. And they're the way they they keep. And we talked about this at the beginning when I heard him mention it that connectedness and they talked about it in the broadcast and they talked about it uh during the um they talked about it during the the game day uh, deal and, and and how our there are no gaps in our defense none zero gaps and the way and it's not just because our guys are freak athletes it's not because they're just monsters you watch the defense work like I'm I'm more excited to watch our linebackers move and our defensive linemen, like I'm, I'm more excited about watching how they complement each other so well than anything else during the game. And, and, and it's, it's like, it's like music. They're, they're the way that they're able to move together. There's nothing, there, there's no gaps. <laughs> Gage Jefferson tried to run on that first third down and it was a joke. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a, just a, the biggest joke. And the fact that they thought that that was going to be an option, for them during this game, especially in that setup, third and long, third third and eight plus kind of thing that they're going to be able to run the they're going to be able to do a, a, a quarterback draw. Um, we had we had no we had no part in it. I mean, we 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 said we're not going to take we're not letting you even even sniff this. And besides a couple drives, I mean, I think what they end up with 73, 74 yards rushing. Um, I mean, barely. I don't even can't remember off the top of my head how many yeah, yards yeah. passing yeah. they had. It was just a, a, 87, 87 passing and, and seventy five rushing. It was a it was a joke. Um, we just we completely overwhelmed them, and I am this. I'm so I, I'm having a hard time putting into words just how exciting it is to watch this this defense go, and this could be if everything keeps panning out. And, and let's just let's just. Let me do my usual and just play the devil's advocate here. Let's just say Arkansas is completely overrated. Completely overrated. They don't have the team that we thought they had. Clemson is proving to be very overrated. They barely escaped Boston College this past weekend. I mean, they're they're very overrated. We have not played a great team, and, and I think uh, – so say we go into the next few weeks and we've got some better teams per se that we're going to play, and we're going to find out – is this defense everything it's cracking up to be? But even in years past when we're playing terrible, like playing bad teams, we weren't dominating them the way that we're dominating these these teams right now. Like it's surgical how well we are just ripping defenses apart, well, ripping and, offenses apart. And even lines beyond apart. that, it's not like we are playing. I mean, 
Yeah, we, we, we haven't played an offensive juggernaut. I mean, I, you can argue that Arkansas was going into this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, mm-hmm. they had a pretty good average. But we haven't played a, a team like a, I don't know, I, you can't even say like an Oklahoma anymore. I mean, Alabama's the offensive juggernaut that we need to compare to, right? But, I mean, at this point, it's not like we're, we've had a single game where, except for Clemson, where we've had our starters in the entire time, and it was a dogfight. I mean, we're beating teams, and we're holding, we're shutting out teams with our third stringer. So it's it's, it's not even just it's top to bottom. It's this team has something different about it. There's a mindset this year where we saw, like Nolan Smith, where he, they had him quoted is talking about, hey, you know, we don't care if it's New England Patriots out there, you know, we you don't get in our end zone or whatever. And then old boy, uh, the uh, Traylon Smith, the running back, <laughs> he tweets at him. You know, doing the, the, the laughing emoji, you know what Traylon Smith ended up with? Four yards. <laughs> Four yards. And now, and then you got Kirby's son after the game. Did you see how he was writing yeah. on the whiteboard? And <laughs> what, is, what, is he, what did he say? What's funny or something like that? And jo- him and Jordan Davis are like mocking him. I mean, that's just <laughs> great. Like, don't, man, don't come in here. I mean, this defense, I, I've never had – like, I think in 2017 we realized we had an incredible defense, and I think we had talent. I mean, Roquan, I think, was the centerpiece, obviously, but he was by far the most talented uh, player on that defense. Now we got talent at every level that is not quite to Roquan's level, but it doesn't have to be there. Like Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, I think top to bottom are the best two defenders we have. But then you still have a Nicobe Deans. You still have the Channing Tindles. You still have the Trayvon Walkers. You still have, I mean, Brini and Chris Smith, uh, Lewis Seen, Darion Kendrick. All those guys have been playing lights out in the backfield. Where is our weakness? I can't find one, Chancey. And that's what scares me. But it's also like, I'm so damn confident in in this point. Like, I don't even care. Like, let's just, like, I, I agree. Like, how many, how many, how often have we been this confident going into an away game in Jordan Hare Stadium? Never. <laughs> it's, it's a very simple answer. Uh, it's just been so fun, man. I, we get, guy, they had a couple, uh, they actually did have a couple long runs that they'd streak out for like 20, 25 yards or something like that. And you're just up there like, what are we doing? How did we yeah. let this happen? Well, well, KJ had that one. They they ran an option, and and he had that one big. It was like a twenty, yeah, twenty five or thirty yard play. But then, I mean, anytime they had a breakout play, they called it back. I mean, it was just like, oh well, obviously somebody was being held at some point, right? So they never. I mean, I think did did they get in the red zone maybe one time? I think I think I don't know if they did because they kicked a. It was like a thirty eight like yard a, field goal. It was like 38, almost 40 yards so they, that they missed. I, yeah, I think they were right outside of the red zone. So the fact that they didn't get in the end zone is is, is one thing, but to not let them within 25 yards of the end zone, <laughs> that's another level, man. Well, and and you can watch Sam Pittman's face in the press conference afterwards. He was just like, Kirby had his team ready, and I didn't. And that was his, that was his quote. I mean, he was like, they were ready, and we weren't. And it was just, it was accurate. And, and the the crowd showed up, but man, it didn't matter where we played that game. We were, we had their number. And and it doesn't matter if we send five or drop eight. <laughs> we're, we're getting pressure yeah. <laughs> and we're creating havoc. 
And it doesn't it could matter. Be Jordan who Davis the three by are. himself, and we'd get pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go and they and they talked about it in game day. You watch them, and when we send when we'll 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 send our three uh, down linemen, and then the linebacker just kind of sneaks, and then he they get a free shot because each defensive lineman has two offensive linemen on him. Like it takes two to tango <laughs> and and it's just it's the most beautiful thing to watch which and opens kinda, it up for for nicobe but i mean let me well i mean obviously nicobe and channing uh channing channing's just been i mean he's he's been very productive this entire year but nicobe has been on a level that we have not seen from him and i'm i, I i'm excited about what he's doing side to sideline to sideline but also i mean he's getting in the backfield i think he's probably second or third on the team in sacks if if not number one at this point, because I know uh, uh, Adam Anderson was beforehand before this game, but I mean, what you just said though, the fact that we just literally don't have to even have these blitz packages, and then whenever we are overwhelming them with like six an odd man rush, I mean, who stands a chance at that point, Chancey? I I, I can't I can't imagine that Bo Nix does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see him run around how he's. Uh... Like like he did this this past week against us like that, um, but you look at and, and they talked and we're jumping all over the place and obviously we're gushing over this defense. But I I loved the segment that uh, Kirk did with our defense. Let's see, he had Adam Anderson, Channing, uh, Lewisine, Nakobe, and Nolan Smith. I think were the three guys that he had that he he kind of sat down and. Did one of those little segments where he talked yeah, to everybody. Yeah. I, I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I, I need to go back and watch that. I, I, I'm with you. It, it was it was really good. I, I love Kirk in those situations. I feel like he always does a great job. Uh, and and go back and uh, a lot of you probably if you weren't if you were at the game, go back and watch the broadcast. Kirk and Chris do a do a phenomenal job during the game. And you should just watch this game as many times as you can between now and the next game. And as many times as you want, but he sits down with them and, and starts asking, which I what I thought were some some really good questions, because sometimes those things can be just real little puff pieces and, and things like that. And Kirk does a good job kind of getting to it, and he he just simple things like talking about he's just like what's different. He's like we see this stuff all the time, and he can names this kind of stuff, and he's like when y'all are out on this field, like what's the mindset? Like what are you thinking? And Nolan Smith just says. We do whatever he tells us to do, and he points at Nakobe, <laughs> and he was like, "Whatever this man says, we do it." And it was just that was it, and he was, just, <laughs> and it was just one of those things that you're just like, "Man, these guys are thinking on a different level right now," and yep. they trust in him, and they trust in like he, obviously he's relaying the plays out, but he's the quarterback of the defense, yeah, and he is, but he's also playing the game as hard as he can. And and it was just and they all whenever Nolan said that they were all like, yep, hell yeah, <laughs> and that, that that's exactly, whatever he says he's the general whatever he says we do it which is exactly how it was in 2017 everybody yeah. was following Roquan's lead but just like you said this defense is different this defense in terms of let's just look at it I was thinking about it over the weekend number of draft picks that could come out of this defense is uh, like LSU offensive last of two years ago. I mean, this is this kind of this could be one of the most dominant sides of the ball in the history of the game if this continues to progress. I mean, like yeah. and, and I have never said anything like that five weeks into the season and have never even remotely thought of saying anything like that about our team. <laughs> and 
and that's how scary good this is. And I'm just not, I'm, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it because in my mind, I'm just like, there's no way we're playing at this high of a level right now. And somebody, somebody can trip us up. Somebody can pull a scheme out that we're not ready for and, and kind of throws us off. And, and there's, there's that possibility going into this season. We've got a few games coming up um, that, that could do that. Auburn is they're, they're a wild card. You never know what the hell's going to happen with Auburn. There's always something that could happen with them. But man, I have I, I'm terrified at how much confidence I have going into in there this weekend. Just absolutely, absolutely terrified. And because this team is just showing there has been zero drop in performance. Have we ever had a team? No, we've gotten better. I mean, it was, it's it, I mean, obviously no drop, but like we've just gotten better and better every game. More reps because our our like our defensive backs, like you were talking about, have been playing have just gotten progressively better throughout the year because we've been, we've been playing better teams and, and teams that are going to challenge us, can challenge us down the field. And we're just not – we're not giving them anything. I mean, we're going to go play Tank Bisbee, Bigsby this weekend, and I, I haven't thought twice about him. Like, he just doesn't – he doesn't scare me at all. And that that's, that's a whole – I've just never been in a place like that before. And, and our guys – and what gives me the confidence is our guys are just thinking differently. They're not that they're not approaching this any way that we've had a team approach this before. And oh man, it was just it's it's just so fun to watch how excited they are about each other. Like we were up twenty one to nothing. I was actually I was watching the watching the game. We're up twenty one to nothing. Arkansas goes to kick that field goal. They missed the field goal. Kirby and Dan Lanning and that entire defensive coaching staff looked like we just, we just, I don't even know how, like, we just won the national championship game yeah. <laughs> on the sideline. They are so pumped because our defense held them off, kept them from driving, kept them from scoring, and had them, I mean, just that mindset of, like, nothing, zero points. Any point scored is a mark on our on our ability to hmm. to, to, to win these games. And um, and they this defense is literally at, operating at a level of, we don't care what the offense does. <laughs> we don't. We don't care what the offense does because we'll go win this game. They've yeah. scored more points than we have allowed. <laughs> Dude, the, the 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 swagger level of this defense is is unmatched. And I I know we keep we always reference the 2017 team because it was just such a it was almost like a dream team. But that team was full of guys. Let's uh, just looking at the defense on the defensive side of the ball. It's full of guys who like like Lorenzo Carter and Davin Bellamy. I mean, those are damn good dogs. I appreciate what they did, but they're not comparable to what we've got on the edge right now. I, I and I'll just go ahead and say it. Like I, I mean, Lorenzo at times. I mean, when they played Notre Dame was incredible. You know, they played in the Rose Bowl and all that. But man. What we've seen from this defense, week in and week out, they don't give a damn if we're playing Mercer or if we're playing Alabama. They've come to play, and they want they want they want a little bit of meat, man. That's <laughs> they are meat eaters, baby. And I and, and 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 let me just say, I want to point out, I want to just highlight one guy who I feel like is unsung hero of this defense. We don't talk about him enough, but had possibly his best game. Ever last weekend was Devontae Wyatt. Number mm-hmm. 95 kicked ass. That guy was all over the field. 
He had, I think he had a one and a half sacks. Uh, they should have given him two, but the dude, the dude was a just wrecking ball the entire game. And whenever you've got guys, I mean, we've got across our defensive line. Just forget about the front seven, but across our defensive line, when you've got guys that are probably six or seven deep that you have to worry about, that's a problem. I mean, we've got schematically. A three-four defense, you're gonna have to worry about an outside linebacker. But you're, I mean, whenever you've got a defensive line that's gonna be able to hold up and a nose guard like Jordan Davis, you, it frees you up to have a guy like Devonte White, who is, I mean, came in as a four-star prospect, solid player, but has turned into a difference maker in this defense. And I, I just, I, that's those are the kind of guys I just love. I mean, obviously, 99 is my guy. I love him and love Nakobe. Nakobe is the field general. He's dude. I mean, the guy's a freaking engineer. I mean, he's working towards Literally. being an engineer. <laughs> uh, a smart guy, and that's why all, no one said what he said. I mean, he's just like, look at this guy. This guy is not only a physical specimen, but he's a smart ass dude. <laughs> and he's gonna he's our field general. So I mean, I, I I'm looking at this defense, and I mean. Dude, I literally we could we could do a whole pod about. I mean, maybe at the end of this year. I mean, you know, we don't know what the result's going to be, but we need to just look back at this defense like you're talking about because it could be historical. And I think already we are projected to be historical. But you and I are both, you know, hey, let's be a little hesitant about that. Let's 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 dial it in a little bit. But man, it's it is incredible. And at the same time, we have an offense that's averaging 41 points a game. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's give him some. I, I will say this: no matter what happens moving forward with this defense, and I think it's still we still got some phenomenal things to, to come. Um, this is just amazing. This is just fun, and, and I think to, to just be able to time. watch this, <laughs> I'm loving every second of this. And and I think we just need to be, need to appreciate the fact that we have not allowed a single rushing touchdown, and we've only allowed one touchdown so far this season. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Alabama had more touchdowns from Southern Miss than we have allowed all season long. I mean, and, and I think you just have to take all that into consideration. But it's even in, like, garbage time. Like, they pretty much dominated Ole Miss this season or last week. And in garbage time, Ole Miss scored some touchdowns. We don't allow anybody to score any points ever. <laughs> it's We don't we're, – we're, we're, it doesn't matter what, what – it could be the fourth quarter, just like they did this past weekend. Mm-hmm. There, it was the fourth quarter. Arkansas is trying to drive the ball down the field to at least get into field goal range. Our defense, our third strings, like nah, <laughs> we ain't having it. <laughs> None of this. Hey, that was a Javon Buller, man, old Millersville boy. He he, uh, I'll be honest with you, he almost uh, he almost gave up uh, uh, the touchdown, but he didn't. He did not. <laughs> he was covering him. He was covering him. They both dove after the ball. That he just overthrew him a little bit, but. Yeah, man. But it's, anyway, it, I just I want to I want to make sure we know this is just fun. This is this no matter what what goes on moving forward, it's just well, well, it's just well, been fun to watch. We're 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 going into week six. We're about to be halfway through the football season. Where is the time gone? <laughs> I feel Our like we should be. It. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> it feels like we should be maybe maybe halfway through uh, September at this point. But man, it's just crazy. I, we're we're sitting here and we're digesting. What we've seen and is this historical? What do we know? I mean, we don't know what's go- what's coming this season, but at this point, we're. I mean, I, I'm like you, man. I'm 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 riding a high horse right now. I'm pretty excited about it, and I think 
because I have so much confidence in this defense, I have confidence in this entire team. Because I mean, right now, what what is it all going to depend on? We're still, I mean, Patrick, we're 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 beating teams, we're blanking teams. We've got two shutouts, which apparently was first time we've uh, shut out two SEC teams in a row since uh, 2011. So we got two shutouts in a row, and we're we're averaging 41 points a game over the year and all this. But man, I mean, we're 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 not even talking about the fact that. We haven't even had our starting quarterback for half the year. We're not even talking about the fact that we still don't have our entire full starting lineup of receivers. We're working with, I mean, gracious alive, we still don't have Dominique Blaylock. We st- Arian Smith has been out for a couple games now. Uh, Marcus Rosemary Jackson has been out for a couple games now. And those are our, our backups. <laughs> <laughs> well, except for Do- I mean, maybe Dominique could start, but, I mean, Kyrus finally got back. They're still working him in. We're producing on the offensive side of the ball with a true freshman tight end who we've already talked about. Is we're we're gushing as much honestly he should be lopped into the defensive side of the ball <laughs> because we're gushing so much about Bowers and then you got guys like Lad McConkey <laughs> led the team in receiving last week and then you got uh, I mean Jermaine Burton is obviously the one guy who's you know carried over from last year but. Gracious alive, we're doing this on the offensive offensive side of the ball with, I mean, second and third stringers in our receiving core. So, Chancey, tell me, tell me about the offense a little bit. What 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 did what what did you see this past weekend? What do you feel good about? Uh, this weekend, you could have played quarterback, <laughs> and we would have put up. I'm about as tall as Stetson, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, nah, I, I, I want we'll, we'll to. Stetson. I love Stetson. Sorry. I'm, oh my sorry, god. Well, let, and let me let me go ahead and, and and put that. And I had actually been, uh, with all the talk about JT's uh, lat injury and it's the lowest grade possible. It's it's no fun. And there's a lot of and we actually talked about a little little bit of this during uh, before the game started. Um, there had been and I felt I actually felt pretty confident JT was going to play. I, I kind of I, I felt like he was going to go out there. And then, sure enough, on the jumbotron, Stetson comes up, and um, yeah, so I was like, all right. Honestly, you really didn't even know until he was announced as the on, right on the and, jumbotron. And we and we kind of talked about the fact that with an injury like to his oblique that he had, basically your body does start to compensate and try to um, try to compensate for what the oblique does do in the throwing motion. Your other, your rest of your body does try to um, just try to does try to compensate for that. So. That does is to be expected, um, but we didn't need him to play today. We need him to be healthy going into the later parts of the season because he is a better thrower than Stetson. But what Stetson does, what Stetson can do and come in, um, he provides some mobility. He provides a different wrinkle into this offense. He had only had to throw the ball 11 times. He didn't have to throw the ball any time. I mean, he really didn't need to, and um, – I'm okay with that. (laughs) We ran the ball 56 times or whatever it was and had 273 yards rushing. And we had four guys, five guys, if you include Stetson, that had double-digit yards with Cook having 87, White having, uh, Zeus having 68, Kenny having 57, and Kendall having 48. Talking about spreading the love, (laughs) letting a bunch of guys get in. We just looked at them and said, Okay, you say you have a good run defense. 
<laughs> Buckle up, boys. Here we go. <laughs> tell, t- tell me more about that. <laughs> so, I, I, I completely agree with you. You know, a lot of people give us grief for getting into this bully ball, uh, like, this is this is our style at times, and we, 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 we have, at times, this has been a stall-out thing. Like, we have played the Alabamas or the Floridas or whatever and tried to play some bully ball, and we stall out. They get a little momentum, and then the next thing you know, we're, we're, we're down by a touchdown. But this game, it doesn't you, – you play to whatever the game is, 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 is basically directing you towards. And what, when we played Arkansas, we had that first drive, and we realized, man, the, the defensive front that they run, it's, it's weak. Okay, it's it's good for whenever you're playing a Texas or a Texas A&M, who's going to be trying to throw the football a little bit more. I, Isaiah Spiller's one of the most overrated running backs in the country. I'll just go ahead and say that. But when you got guys that are, are are willing to go up there and and punish the guys across from them, I mean the fact that we were able to, like you said, run the ball 56 times. I don't care how we score. We scored 37 points, and we didn't throw more than 11 passes in the game. Zero passing touchdowns, and that's completely fine with me because that's how you can win this ball game. Are you going to be able to do that against Alabama? Probably not, but and that's okay. We still we didn't were play productive. Alabama. No, and I and, and that's what pisses me off. Is so many people are like, "Oh, Alabama's over here throwing the ball, you know, 40 times a game," and I'm like, "Look, good for them." Like that's that's not what's gonna work for us in this situation, and we have our backup quarterback. It just made sense. There's no reason to be trying to air the ball out if we are already productive. We get up to 14 points, 21 points in the first quarter, off of basically you know Stetson made a few plays on third downs uh, to to move the sticks, and then and that's you know that's all you can ask for. And then when you turn around and give the ball off to your your horses like Cook and. And White and, and and Kenny Mack and Kendall. By the way, Kendall got his first rushing touchdown of the uh, of his career. That's great. Whenever you can do that, there's no reason to push the envelope. Let's just put the ball in the end zone. And if you have more points than the other team, which obviously we had 37 more, um, I think you win the ball game. Yeah, I, think so. I did the math. I did the math, and it checks out. So <laughs> with and our running backs ran. With it, they they had something to prove this week. They ran the ball like they had something to prove, and they proved it. The whole group proved it, and they ran hard. Zeus knocking he knocked one dude's mouthpiece out on that fourth down, just knocked him back. I mean, just just phenomenal play across the board from from all of our our running backs. Just making good cuts, like giving giving. It was like. It was like five, six-yard chunks the whole game. I mean, I feel like we just kept gashing them for five-plus yards. If you keep getting seven, eight-yard runs, you don't do anything else. You do that till they stop it, and yeah. they never stopped it. <laughs> they, they just couldn't, they couldn't do it. And I will say this about Stetson. There was a couple times he did throw the ball. Ooh, one ball one, should have been picked off. To and, Bowers? Or he's yes. trying to throw it to Bowers against Yeah, trying to throw it to Bowers. Ooh. And it was a double coverage just – it should have been picked off a yeah. um, couple of times like that, that you're just like, all right, all right, all right, back off. Like just, yeah. you're, Calm you're down. You don't, don't be a hero. You've got the hero standing to your right or to your left <laughs> give them the ball and they'll take us where we need to go. And they did. And, and I love the game plan. Just the fact so that last week, everybody was like, 
oh, we threw the ball too much. We we were throwing it around, didn't like that. We, we didn't run the ball enough. And this week they're like, well, we didn't throw the ball enough. And it's like, what the heck do you want them to do? <laughs> we are <laughs> demolishing people. And yeah. I have loved the fact that each game, Munkin has provided a different game plan. It has been so good to watch the fact that we are doing what you're saying, what we need to do to win the game and giving the def giving or doing what the defense. But I say, I say what the defense gives us, but we dictated that entire game. These games, we are still dictating offensively, moving the ball at will. Those first two drives, we just, just waltzed right on down the field and just put the ball in the end zone. It was, I mean, you just, I don't know. It, It, I was been frustrated by a little bit of what I've seen, and no, was it perfect? Is Stetson the best quarterback we've ever had? No, he's not. But that the fact is, you want JT to heal. You don't want to put him under any. If the guy's hurt, and we don't need him to win the game, don't put him in the game. Yeah. I mean, that, that's 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 where I'm at with the whole thing. We've got bigger ambitions to play for. We've got bigger things. I don't give a rat's behind what our passing yards are. If we beat a team, a top ten opponent. 37 to nothing because our defense is phenomenal our special teams is playing lights out and that's all that's all that matters like it doesn't matter i don't, I don't care what what our, our passing yards were just we'll do whatever we have to do to win this game and and just do it the next week the yep. game plan that you saw this week not what's going to happen this week against auburn <laughs> it's just plain and simple god gets me frustrated i well, i can tell i can tell <laughs> Well, I keep saying, you know, Kirby Smart, Coach Coach Kirby Smart is in the business of winning football games, and business is good right now, baby. It's real good, and 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 I'm not, you know, it doesn't matter how pretty it is, it doesn't matter how ugly it is. If we put that, you add a number in the left column, that's all that freaking matters. And I'm I'm so tired of our fan base trying to make let's look cute, let's look good, you know, let's. I mean, Alabama beat Ole Miss, beat the brakes off Ole Miss. Good for them. And they threw the ball. They threw the hell out of the ball. And they've got a good running back, too. I mean, Robinson's a good uh, – uh, or is it Robinson? They got B, there's Bijan and Brian. And, yeah, I think it's Robinson. they got a good running back, and he was productive. But at the same time, I mean, they, they are a passing team at this point. Alabama used to be the Derrick Henry. Let's ground and pound. And now everybody's going to be comparing uh, 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 us to them. And, and that's fine, you know. But when our fan base cannot be happy with the productivity of our team, because just simply because we only threw the ball 11 times, that's that's when I'm like, Let, let's, let's dial it in. I know we want JT to be back. I want JT to be back. Nobody on this podcast wants JT to be on the sidelines. Nobody. I want I, – I love, I love Setson – but JT is supposed to be the guy, and we're pretty upset that this is, you know, hey, look, he's dealing with some issues, and that's and that's football, man. I mean, sometimes you just got to do that. Everybody, we we all want JT to be there, but the fact that we have the luxury of having a guy like Setson Bennett on the sidelines who's been here for like 18 years, <laughs> let's can we can we just appreciate that he's come in and done his job? I mean, he's really only lost. I mean, he lost against Alabama had us up against Alabama you know in 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 going into halftime but then he got hurt against Florida which obviously messed up his you know his throwing arm and all that and and so I mean really it's just 
he lost against Alabama, and everybody holds it against him because he threw some picks that were off of batted balls and all that. And you know how many batted balls we had this past weekend, Patrick? Zero. Yeah. So I, I'm just tired of these narratives. I'm tired of people acting like his height is like the biggest deal in the world. The dude is coming in and, and, and is done doing his job, and the dogs are 5-0. and oh. Like, let's just appreciate that. Everybody wants JT to be healthy. They want I want JT to play this weekend. Absolutely. And I don't know if you've seen, but we're all we're we're, we're still favored by like 14 and a half points going into Jordan Hare. Uh I don't know when the last time that's been the case. But Patrick, I I I have witnessed us go into uh Jordan Hare firsthand in 2012 and beat them 38 to nothing. So I'd love to see another shutout in 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 Jordan Hare. That's why I, that's the way I put it. And, and there's still a chance, and, and kind of talking about the JT thing, there's still a chance he doesn't play this weekend. I mean, there's still a chance right. that, right. And, and I think we, everybody needs to just go ahead and have that in their mind. I think it's going to be kind of a game time thing. Auburn pre- presents a whole different uh, scheme uh, compared to that. Um, before before we do go to Auburn, I, and I kind of mentioned it, special teams, um Played out of this world this past weekend. Obviously, a block punt led to another touchdown. That that just that Dan much Jackson, the baby, woo! Dan, Dan Jackson, and and it was it was funny. It was funny to watch the broadcast, and they were just they were. Chris Fowler was trying to figure out who it was that recovered the ball, and he was like, "That's the starting running back <laughs> that is on punt block recovering the football," and they were just. They were like, when's the last time you saw the starting running back cover on punt block? This team is just thinking different, man. Our, our guys, we're, we're putting our most elite players on the defensive side or on the special teams that get guys trying to make plays. And that you get results like that, man. And we saw something, and we were we actually did the same thing on the first punt. And Dan Jackson almost blocked the first punt, if you go back and watch it. Um we did the same thing again. They had the same exact formation, and we and he got it. Really, really and, uh, well-timed. I mean, he, he, he wrapped around, and they had him and – I think it was actually him and Zeus were, like, right on that guy that was on the right side. The dude didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just really proud. I agree with you. I mean, the fact that Zeus Zeus is on the punt block team, just a selfless player starting running back. <laughs> the funny Incredible. thing, Dan blocked the ball so well. He blocked it straight into the – like, he blocked it up. It didn't go very high, and it just landed straight on the ground. He was looking up in the air – because <laughs> yeah. he, uh, it's like no, dude, you blocked it even better than that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's on yeah. the ground, and um and and then I, and Pod Lesney uh, had uh, three uh, three field goals, made all three of his field goals this past week. So good to see that uh, made it made uh, a good longer distance one. So happy to see that we're we're just we're we're doing great on special teams. But well, th- well, that's uh that's actually something I was gonna reference as well. I mean. The fact that he had he went three for three, and you're right, he had a 46 yarder. That's no chip shot or anything like that. So I mean, the fact that he gets more and more confidence for that guy. I mean, because he had how many misses did he have in the first uh, three games? I mean, he had two or three in the in the first uh, three games. I mean, we need him to be lights out. We need him to be Cincinnati Sugar uh, Peach Bowl uh, lights out. So. Uh, I I agree with you. I I think that's a very important thing that he went for three for three on the weekend. More and more confidence we can give him, the better. Agreed. So, um, but as we have been continuing to reference, uh, we are going to 
Auburn, Alabama this upcoming week. And uh, for really our first true road game, the uh, first game was a neutral site. Vanderbilt is not an away game. It's just like you're going to your other home and uh, not playing against an away <laughs> crowd. So this is going to be a raucous crowd, man. Uh, Auburn is 4-1. and one. Um, They went to – uh, their only loss came to Penn State in a whiteout. We talked about that a little bit a couple weeks back uh, and really could have had a lot of opportunities to win that game. And so yeah. very well could be undefeated. At the same time, uh, week four last, they had to win against Georgia State on a last-second play. And so uh, then they go into uh, Death Valley and Baton Rouge and uh, have to uh, come back to win that game. But Bo Nix kind of – just kind of put the team on his back and did a bunch of crazy stuff, all of it very questionable, and uh, and and won that game for him. I mean, straight up uh, won that game. And um, so right now Auburn is a team that is riding high, and kind of like you said, um, good that they kind of won that game, played pretty sloppy, and are going to be able to kind of go in riding momentum. But that's really about it. If you go and watch that game, they just played – it was not very disciplined. It was very just kind of all over the place. Uh, both teams really – because you really thought LSU was going to run away with it there at the beginning and really had the chance to. And then that was Ron. Well, they were up 13 to nothing. I mean, at that yeah. point, just just play your defense. If you got our defense and you got a 13-point lead, and yeah, well, you might as well just go ahead and chalk up a dub. <laughs> it's basically impossible to win. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so that was so. Uh, I actually saw Auburn or LSU kind of take off with a lead, and so I was like, "Oh well, they'll probably." Uh, I guess they're just going to kind of keep doing that and pull this game out. And sure enough, Auburn comes back and and, and pulls it off uh, late in the game. And for a pretty pretty wild game, uh, it was a nine o'clock kickoff, which is just crazy. And it was uh, very interesting to see. But what are, what are you thinking uh, going into this game? Well. I, I don't feel – so Auburn's defense is actually playing fairly well. I don't really know how. I mean, they don't have a ton of pressure guys. I mean, they've got a solid a solid front, but they're not going to be – they're not going to be applying too much pressure to our, our, our quarterback. I mean, if, if our offensive line plays as well in pass protection this week as they do uh, – did in run, uh, run blocking uh, last weekend uh, – I feel very good about our chances, and 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 here's the deal: JT JT didn't throw today. I, I don't know if you saw that, but they held him out of practice today, and they're trying to just give him rest. And and I, Ron Corson, I'm sure, is working around the clock. He's probably spending the night with JT Daniels to make sure he is getting his electrotherapy and all this stuff. And I'm I, at this point, I think everybody's saying, "Hey, look, Stetson Stetson Bennett, JT Daniels, regardless." We're gonna be prepared for this game on Saturday, and 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 the only X factor to me for Auburn, the only, is their crowd. I mean, we're playing in Jordan Hare. It is going to be a very hostile environment. What's what's our team gonna come out and say? I mean, are we gonna smack them in the mouth like we did? You know, we've done pretty much every game. I I expect us to play no dip. We talked about it earlier. Are we, it doesn't matter if we're playing Mercer or, or Alabama. We're gonna come out and we're gonna be same dominant defense against whoever we're playing. And I've got so and and we might get Tyke Smith back this week too. We talked about it last week. He didn't play against Arkansas. Darnell came back. Darnell was a difference maker. 
I don't know if you've seen any of the videos of him blocking uh, this past weekend, but the dude was like, I want some freaking game time, man. I was He was feeling it. And he's, I mean, he's a massive human being. It doesn't matter who he's up against. He's probably going to have the upper hand. So, anyway, I at this point, my, my initial thoughts are, what does Auburn have that can beat us? And if Bo Nix thinks that his razzle-dazzle backyard running backwards for 20 yards and then chunking down the field is going to work, work against us like it did against LSU, he's got another thing coming. I mean, I was watching that play. I, I tweeted our, or tweeted, or texted our, our group text, and was just like, "That was the luckiest thing I've ever seen in my life." When he got had that first touchdown, he threw it to, uh, I think his name is Dylan, Dylan Fromm, or it's Jake Fromm's brother, right in the end zone, and I'm just like, that doesn't happen against the majority of defenses. This LSU team is falling off so hard. Definitely not going to happen against our. De- I mean, I have so much confidence that. If he starts running backwards, thank you, hallelujah. You know, <laughs> I mean, these boys are are hungry. They probably saw they're watching film probably right now. It's eight almost eight o'clock on a Monday night. They're probably watching film. They're like eating some popcorn. Like, man, this is this is good. This is gonna be fun. Yeah, they uh, the discipline from their team is is gonna be interesting to watch. And they're and defensively. LSU was able to kind of move them around, and they they've been. I mean, heck, Georgia State kind of did what they wanted to there with them for a while, and so uh, I feel our offensive line has. Um, we didn't have much pass protection this past week because we didn't pass the ball, but I mean, we're going to be able to do what we need to do. I, I feel very well, uh, very good about that. With guys talking about Darnell having all of our tight ends back, tight end. I guess Fitzpatrick caught uh, a ball. I mean, we we didn't really. We didn't really get the tight ends involved much this past week, except in blocking. So getting them uh, to this point too, or getting to have them uh, showcase themselves, I feel like it's going to be a big tight end game. I feel excited yeah. about that. Um, a lot more, a lot of easier throws, uh, and and because if Stetson's going to play, and there's a good chance that he does, um, I feel good about us not allowing him to do too much. That's going to put us in a bad a bad situation. Because really, what you do is you help you help throw to open up the run, do some play action, uh, give Stetson some time, some opportunities to, to, to tuck the ball and, and run for a 10, 12-yard 10, game, uh, kind of like we saw. Well, that was our first, first play. play. I mean, he, right. he pulled it and he ran around the end. Yeah. And so that and so doing stuff like that really keeps the defense on its heels um, and allows you to kind of figure out how you're going to – because, but heck, if we're able to go in there and run the ball 56 times again and put up 37 points, you better believe we're going to do it again and we'll do it every <laughs> week until it doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. And, and Munkin's, Munkin's dialing up. I mean, we didn't have to do anything too creative this week. I mean, like I said, we kind of razzle-dazzled against Vanderbilt and did some different stuff, had some fun with it. and um, But this week, I mean, you're going to – going into a hostile environment – we saw this week, and, and Chris Fowler actually brought it up um, on his uh, Instagram, and you kind of looked across the league. False starts this past yeah. weekend was unbelievable. I mean, obviously, we caused like five or six. Florida had like 37. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. They had like 140 yards in penalties this past week. And hey, it, go it really Wildcats. Was, Sorry, I mean, I just – Oh yeah, I hadn't even, like I said, we hadn't even gotten to that part yet. Um, we didn't even talk about around the league here, but <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and and so 
we haven't been in this environment yet. So to see how we respond to that and how disciplined we're going to be able to be on the uh, offensive side of the ball, I think being this late into the season before our first true home test is a or, uh, away test is a big deal. Having that neutral site, um, getting a little bit of that experience from the first game helps out. Um, but it's going to be going to be interesting to to see. Would you put money on Bo Nix coming out of the game for? What is his name? T.J. Finley at some point this weekend? It's going to be hard not to put money on that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just because we're going to – we're going to have a heyday with him Uh, because if he he was running around against LSU just trying to defend for his life, (laughs) buddy, (laughs) get ready. (laughs) I mean, LSU is is looking worse and worse. UCLA just lost this this past weekend. I'm just not – like, LSU is just a terrible tackling team. Again, they've fallen off so far from that national championship team. They're, I mean, when you watch them try to tackle Bo Nix, who is not – he's a pretty scrawny quarterback. He's not a K.J. Jefferson guy. You know, he's not know. big. No. And they were trying to tackle him, tackle him on the shoulders, and, and, like, he was juking everybody on the defense. I swear, I just cannot wait. Patrick, I mean, I'm – Envisioning it right now, you try to do the picture for me. Paint the picture. He's going to stick his helmet in your chest. Is what he's (laughs) going to do, and I, I, I just can't wait to see it happen. I really can't. This is going to play. What I am seeing in my in my head right now is going to play out on the field, and I'm looking forward to it. And this all goes back to why are we so damn confident? It's because this team, this defense is so damn good. It doesn't like the team is. I think the team is great across the board. But we have so many injuries on the offensive side, and I have just so much confidence in the defensive side of the ball. I mean, it's just incredible. I've never felt this way about a team because it's like normally you want to have just a complete team, and you're like, man, I feel so good about you know what who we are as a team and, and what we can accomplish. And at this point, it's like our defense is it's surpassing everything that we believe they could do to a certain extent to where I'm like, put them up against anybody. Hey, and they can be <laughs> – Kansas City Chiefs, let's go. <laughs> well, and we kind of joked about it after a couple of weeks, and Kirk said uh, Georgia's plan should be uh, on first down, punt the ball. <laughs> and if you <laughs> he said that, and if, if you and if you look at it, but it's like hell, dude, they've scored more points <laughs> than our. I mean, we technically would have won these games, <laughs> and and so yeah. it's 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 pretty it's it's kind of crazy because we were just like, all right. That's pretty hyperbolic. This defense is playing well, but God bless it, man. And like I say, I'm terrified at how excited I am about it, but they're just not giving me a reason to doubt them in any way. Every yeah. single play is um, they're doing something. If you There's a guy, and I've got, I'll have got i look up. I'll have him for next week. There's a guy that does a good bit. He, puts, um, he basically puts all of our offensive plays in a highlight, and then he puts all of our defensive plays in a highlight. So you can watch every single play. And just kind of, and it looks like when you do, he watches the defensive one. It's like he's like Georgia D line against Arkansas D line, and he just kind of clips all the all the uh, plays together. I have to find it. And um, our defensive video just looks like a highlight reel. I mean, it's just, <laughs> but it's just every single play. It's just every single defensive play. And uh, man, it's 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 scary uh, how how good they are. And people talk about it. It's the most dominant side of the ball in college football right now and without without a doubt and that's 
pretty incredible to um, pretty incredible to talk about. And man, this whole season across the board, talking about Florida losing and all this kind of stuff, we're just show. I mean, we're just playing in a different stratosphere right now. There's so much parity across college football, basically from the two spot down. Oregon going down this week to Stanford, and and everything you're just seeing. I feel like there's a COVID rebound that's kind of happening, and I'm not exactly sure what the, the deal is and, like, what all is playing into that. Huge transfer portal, just a lot of movement across college football. You got the NIL stuff. There's just a lot going on in college football right now, and our defense is just phased by none of it. Just yep. there's no piece of it that is bothering us right now. Well, th- well, that's that's kind of coming back to what I'm talking about. Like usually we're hesitant, but this defense is it, they're like making up for that. Because normally in the yep. past I feel like uh, 2011. This is I mean, we were talking about the 2011 Auburn game earlier before we started recording, but 2011 that defense was getting praised. We lost the first two games of the season to Boise State and South Carolina, and then we went on a stretch and won ten games in a row, and. Then we lost the last two games of the season, so two, two, ten, and two, right? But we were getting—I mean, that defense hurt so much about how good they were, and we played nobody the entire season. In the in the meat of our season, we played nobody, and they listened to every single word, and they played like it at the end of the season. Whenever we needed them most, I felt like it was like, oh, we're on our high horse, we're feeling good. This defense—they don't give a—they don't give a crap. Like they're too, they are just so focused on the task at hand, and this is—I mean, this all goes back to all the stuff that Kirby preaches, is, preaches, preaches, is, preaches. Like, you know, at some point you're like, well, I mean, these guys are listening, and at this point, I feel like these guys are so balled in, and they're just—they're just saying, hey, look, tell me what I need to do, I'm gonna go do it. And this defense is on another level that we have not seen before, because they see what's possible. They see what's what's possible, and they they it's just a perfect synergy of everybody that's that's on it. And um, I guess if you were, uh, we we pretty much just did the defensive podcast that you were talking about. Um, but this is uh, this is but it's just they're they're playing, and they deserve all of that credit. And um, and we're, and you're right, we still got to be able to to create our identity on offense. I think we're getting there. We just haven't had any semblance of what our offense should look like. And so, um, but we'll get there. We're going to get guys healthy, and I think we're gonna we're gonna be able to make some. Mag- God, man, can you imagine if our offensive side of the ball was healthy and we had this defense? Just what in God's name we would be capable of? It's just, it's. I don't even want to think about. It. Can't even think about it. All right, next subject. We're gonna. Move I'm not. On to I'm not gonna else. say what. There was a thought that popped in my head. I'm not gonna say it, but you know, you, you know, know what I know thinking. what you're thinking. You know, <laughs> and that that scares uh, me. That scares me even more. <laughs> Well, that's that's what I, I mean. We keep saying like, all right, Pickens is out. He's working his way back. Maybe he's going to be back in November. Rudy Gilbert. I, nobody knows. Nobody knows with him, and that's okay. And but it, even without him, if we had everybody healthy who was supposed to be starting at the beginning of this year, and what we've seen from these guys that have come in and played like Lad McConkey, Bowers, all these guys. I mean, damn. Like, how are we doing? What we're doing on the offensive side of? Them? I'm almost just as impressed. With how much we've been playing, I mean, how well we've been playing on the offensive side of the ball, as I am the defensive. Well, not quite, but anyway, <laughs> almost, almost as a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did want to point. We have played. We have played against a lot. 
Adversity is the word everybody likes to use. We've had a lot yeah. of adversity on the offensive right. side of the ball. Unfortunately, our defense compensates for any adversity we could come in contact with. That's a great point because it's like this, and that's a funny thing. It takes thing, the pressure it? off. It takes the pressure off because exactly the, the offense is gonna has to perform to help you win the game, and it's like yeah. No, not really. We just have to we just have to fall into the end zone every now and then. And obviously our offense is doing a lot more than that. And our run game is stepping up and did against a number the number eight team in the country. And so uh, we're talking about our receivers and stuff. We've got the best running back core in the country. And the guys are stepping up. I mean, playing great ball. And so anyway. Hey, Cook, I, I did want to say Cook had a great game last weekend. I'm, let me give that guy some love. I don't give him enough love. But he had a great game last weekend and – a lot of people are talking about like how he's been, you know, just significantly better this year as far as like, uh, you know, yards after catch and, or excuse me, yards after contact and and uh, you know breaking tackles and all this stuff. He had a really good against game against South Carolina. I thought that sorry against Arkansas. I thought that he had he played a very different ball game against Arkansas than he did the entire previous year. I mean, previous uh, few games. UAB, he had that one break tackle, got a touchdown. It was a great play. But until last game, I had not seen him do what he did, and I want to see more of it. Because, to be honest with you, even even before then, he was still going down with, you know, you could put a pinky finger out there, he would go down. Go down. And, I, and I'll stand by that. I mean, you can go, I mean, I wish I could put a highlight reel together of it. And I'm pulling for the guy. I want the guy to be successful. But until last game, I had not seen what he did, and I was very excited about what he did against uh, Arkansas last last game because he's he ran hard. He got to the edge. He he had the open field play. Ran for what 25 or 30, and yeah, it was just up. like, dude, you saw the speed. He just it's few and far between. Like that guy just needs to get. If he gets in space and there's nobody in front of him that, you know, I mean, if he's trying to beat out a safety, you know, along the sideline or something like that, he's going to do it. So I'm I'm excited to see how we're going to use him. Uh, I mean, hell, this weekend I think he might be a big X factor. Also, I wanted to point out real quick, Cartavius Bigsby, Tank Bigsby, is not even the leading rusher for the Auburn football team. Did you Oof. know that? Jarquez Hunter. Who the hell is that? I don't know. Their other running back is... is he has uh, 17 more yards than uh, Bixby does on significantly less uh, attempts. He's actually averaging 10.6 yards per carry, so should be interesting to see who they use more in this game. But uh, as you and I talked about before the podcast, man, uh, in the last decade, Auburn has just as many wins as Vanderbilt does against us. So, Oh, that math checks out real good. <laughs> real good. So, uh Man, just a, a good week of football. We are obviously the three thirty game. Um, I'm actually going to be traveling to Charlotte. Uh, I got a, a meeting up there, and but uh, obviously we'll be watching the the game. But um, but going to be going to be interesting. It's been a minute since we've uh, been in this kind of environment, and so it's going to be 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 good to eat because it's been over a year because we haven't had this type of environment uh, since COVID, since before uh, 2019 season. So going to be interesting. Um, but, like I said at the beginning, I'm terrified of how confident I feel. And uh, that's I've never felt this way before <laughs> in my life. And so I'm, I'm, I'm ready for us to uh, I'm ready for us to get back out there. I'd love to see the numbers as far as you know how many times we've been this heavily favored going into an away game in Auburn. Um, I, I really have no clue uh, what it looks like, but 
Um, this game is going to be one in the trenches, just like every single one of our games. I mean, if we can dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, dude. I mean, there's there's no reason for us to win this game for any by any less than three touchdowns. And 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 it's weird. I feel weird saying that. You and I are both hesitant to feel this confident, but man, I feel I feel pretty darn good. Bo Nix. I think what Bo Nix did last weekend made me feel more confident because. I knew that he could not do that against us, and he's going to try to do that, and he's just going to fail miserably, and I cannot wait. And in fact, here's what I'm going to say. If he starts running backwards, and we do a little strip sack and scoop and score, you know, that's that's that's, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking is going to happen at some point. Um, but yeah, man, my, my final thoughts are, I mean, let's... Let's not. Let's go in there and, and do our job. I, I, obviously, we're pulling for JT to be able to play this game, but I still feel pretty darn confident that Stetson could go in there and do 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 what it needs to be done. Um, the defense is just going to have to play the lights out. Tyke Smith is he going to be back? Is that going to be X factor? They didn't push the ball downfield against us when we played Arkansas. I was really surprised. They threw maybe two two balls that were further than twenty five yards down the field. So. And that's what we said all along. I mean, that UAB, South Carolina, those are the two things that hurt us. I mean, especially against South Carolina. So, I mean, if we can keep it within that, you know, reasonable yardage there, I, I feel very confident that, we, that at the very least our defense can, can dominate this game, and I think our offense will, will follow suit as well. If, um, if Stetson plays in this game, starts this game, don't freak out. Everybody just take a, take a chill pill. We're, we're going to be all right. Uh I'm just very pumped to see this defense because uh, you're right. They're licking their chops. They're ready. They're ready to, to get after this and uh, stop this run game. And um, if Bo Nix is the one that has to try to put the team on his back to win this game, um, look out for them boys in the white jerseys and the silver britches <laughs> because uh, it's uh, it's coming and uh, I'm excited. So, well, man, I think we've been gushing for a while now. Um, uh, I'm I'm excited and uh, ready to. Ready to see our boys play again. I just keep getting more and more excited to see this defense get onto the field. <laughs> well, well, let me let me let me tell you something real quick. I'm actually so my wife is in a wedding this weekend, and so obviously I have to be there uh, for some reason. And <laughs> I let me just say, man, I got that. I'm gonna have that YouTube TV going on, on the phone and all this, and I. I'm going to be watching it as much of it as I can, and I, I don't understand. Just, hey, everybody that's listening to this, stop the fall weddings. Stop doing it. <laughs> Nobody do it. And I think everybody Public that's listening to this probably – Yeah, I mean, I think everybody that's listening to this is probably thinking the same thing. Anyway, but, yeah, uh, so i got some, some wedding to go to. The freaking – one of the best schedules we've seen this entire year. I mean, top to bottom, we got Texas-Oklahoma plays at noon – Iowa uh, and Penn State plays at 4 o'clock. I'm not going to see any of that game. I'd love to watch. What I want to be doing is sitting in front of TV and a cold beer on deck. Maybe even having a cooler inside, like right next to the couch kind of thing. But anyway, it is what it is. Uh, just going to have to keep shopping, you know, like Kirby says, and, and overcome the adversity. <laughs> hey, pa- like I said in the press conference after the game, patiently aggressive patiently aggressive and you'll you'll get there i believe in you that's, that's what i like that's all i like to hear all right brother well hey uh unless you have any other final thoughts i'll say good dogs let's get it dogs on top Ooh.